Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. The world is a dark place, so we just want to bring you a bit of joy. Once again, I'm Bradley and I'm joined by Stu. How are you doing, Stu? Very well. The sun's shining. I've got a, not a long weekend, but an early finish today because we finish early on Fridays in the summer, which is very nice. So I'll be chilling out. Yeah. And are you going to go to town and buy a copy of the big issue from a royal? They need the money, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Desperately poor. Don't have all the land and all the jewels or anything. They're just like us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Pra- practically just like you know, white van men, aren't they? There's, oh yeah. There's, there's something crass about the royals going out and promoting the big issue, which is something that should be promoted. It's not against the big issue. It's not against the homeless. Okay, the big issue should not be a thing. I just want to point that. Yeah, out. well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be a thing, but you know, bless that there's something that can help people. However, a royal going out and doing a 45 minute PR stunt when they have hundreds of empty rooms is a bit crass. I know. It, <laughs> it's like when you know the the PM visited the food banks, and it's just like, yeah, they shouldn't exist, and they exist because it's your fault. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, give just, you know, there's, there's an easy way to make sure people can afford food. And it's the best part of Ubisoft. There's a good you know, part to Ubisoft? Anyway, go on. Yeah, the UBI. Ah. ah there we go. Yeah. You wonder where I was going there, didn't you? I wasn't going to promote sexual I assault. Did. Don't worry. <laughs> Not again. Not again, no. Um, right, short one this week, uh, dear listeners. Dear listeners, that's a weird feeling. I feel almost like I'm getting professional. A uh, short one this week, uh, due to various different constraints both me and Stu have had. Um, so we're going to get straight into it with games we've been playing. And I'm going to let you, as usual, kick off, Stu. Well, I've been playing one new game, which is Death Run TV. And this was one that you flagged up to me quite a while ago. So I stuck it on my wish list. Got it last week. And it's a kind of... It's an arena shooter... A little bit like Smash TV, yeah. Like clearly, like, yes. has a very strong influence. So yeah, it, you basically it's got like slight roguelike elements to it. You know, you kind of you unlock weapons, you unlock different arenas, that sort of thing. Uh, and it's broadly different each time you play. Although not broadly different, it's it's only very slightly different each time you play. Um, so they're very very roguelike elements but it's got some quite a lot of differences to that Eugene Jarvis formula in that it has lots and lots of different enemy types and different speeds of enemy whereas obviously Smash TV kept that to a kind of minimum you had elements and new enemies quite quickly and then it mixes them up lots and lots and lots of different enemy types lots of different weapons and it has an arcade mode, which is, as you'd expect, in a static room. And it has... And then you just you know, get piled on. And it also has an, uh, a kind of story mode. Not story mode, but, you know, where you go from level to level through these different maze-like constructions, which makes it feel a bit more like Alien Syndrome or something rather than... Uh, oh, yeah, TV. yeah. Yeah. Um, now, it's, it's okay... It's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but as you might expect when you're thinking about this kind of stuff, balance is the problem. 
And right. there's there's a reason why, you know, Smash TV and Eugene Jarvis's other games are so such classics and stood the test of time and it's because they were meticulously designed so how fast the enemies move when they appear in when they appear in waves how you know how strong they are per level what kind of drops you get all of that <clears throat> very 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 well constrained in the game so when you have a game where these things can happen randomly it can be a bit overwhelming so things can spawn on screen under your feet they can spawn off screen and shoot at you they can explode right next to you when you shoot them that you're not aware of uh, because you're looking at something in your peripheral vision that you're trying to avoid and if all that sounds like it's just me going oh it's too hard I've got to get good it isn't that because I'm pretty good at these kind of games uh, you know they're one of my fortes really and I've completed Smash TV back in the day on one credit so not bad at them but this, yeah, it just becomes a little bit of a maelstrom after a while, a bit chaotic, and not in a kind of exciting, oh, you know, well, it feels like everything's out of control, but really it isn't out of control. It's actually the latter. It's a little bit out of control. So you could, it's great for a little short, I'd say, no, not great, but it's good for little short bursts yeah. um, where, you, where you drop in and have a go and see if you can better your scores and stuff like that. The only thing is... I suspect a lot of people will be quite frustrated by how, because it's such a random experience, you can't re... I'm not sure how much you can progress and how much of it would just be pure luck. Yeah, because you've got... I mean, Smash TV had a structure to it. You kind of felt like the more you played, the better you would get. Um, and when you play games like um, Isaac, Binding of Isaac, which is like completely randomised every time you play it, you still feel like you learn enough about enemy types and, and, and things like that. And there's no cheap deaths. Um, there are rooms where they're not just like on all on screen and you need to tra traverse them, but you never feel like you get a cheap death. You feel like, okay, yeah, I will learn from that. Um, whereas it sounds like with this, it sounds like you're telling me there's doesn't matter how good you could get there's possibly a cheap death waiting to happen yeah the, you get also things as, as well as enemies you get like big chainsaw blades coming out the side like saw blades coming out the sides of the walls and stuff quite randomly yeah uh and like so you can you, like you can't strategize ahead because everything's so random you can you can maybe strategize a second or two ahead and your strategy might be that place in the map is the only safe place for me to take a stand and then you'll go into that space and then blades will pop out and kill you so you can't strategize for that and you can't predict it and graphically they that it's not very well differentiated the colors are, are not very good it's all mostly in a kind of bland gray and yeah it's there's bluish greys and there's like you know some yellow and the enemies are kind of yellowish but yeah that and the the blades and the pitfalls and stuff it all kind of blurs into one the graphical style is almost exactly like the one from uh, and the name's going to escape me now you see this is where a professional would have written it down yeah. um the the escapist the escapist 
Yes. You, so you know that stick figure, a little bit like uh, the guys from South Park, the Canadians. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terrence and Phillip type Terrence thing. and Phillip, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is done in that sort of a style. So it's not a good-looking game anyway, but you don't really mind that much. But the colour scheme is, you know, it doesn't help. Um, so overall, it's got some good ideas. I, I think that if you like it, you should be playing Enter the Gungeon or Binding of Isaac, really. And if you don't like those games, you should be playing Smash TV, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm... I, I, I was kind of with you on this in what what i've been seeing of it. it initially on its initial reveal it looked oh this could be really cool I, i'm up for a bit of a smash tv uh, but uh, from what i'm seeing of it what you said about it it sounds it, it just comes across to me like they've tried to reinvent smash tv when smash tv doesn't need reinventing um i would have almost preferred a full-on homage to smash tv rather than what yeah. this looks like. Yeah, the, there's a recent one as well called... See, my, my memory today is blown out. Oh, God, what's it called? Xeno Crisis? Xeno Crisis, yes. That I reviewed on, on here, uh, which is like a slightly a slightly more modern Smash TV. I don't yeah. think... I don't feel like it... You know, Smash TV is aged, personally, but there you go. Um yeah, but it's got like good graphics and it's got some different elements to it. But it is meticulously constructed. Whether you like the game or you don't, it's 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 a designed game. It's not. There's nothing procedurally generated. There's no random drops. It's all constructed, and it works far better because of that. Um, and you're right. You can't just keep chucking, going. Oh, this this type of game hasn't been done for a while. Let's do it and let's throw in a load of roguelite elements you know it, it's not that easy no no not at all it's um you know I, the, the smash tv always reminded me of a game that was if it was made today would be roguelike but it's it's what i call a a um it is an arcade game, isn't it? It's a it's a one up coin op game. It's like you put yeah. a credit in, you have a go, uh, you get this far in it. You you maybe go back next week to the arcades, put another fifty p in, and have another run. It, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to introduce roguelike elements. If you know, I'd rather have something that's a well crafted set levels from start to finish that get progressively harder, etc., etc. And you just repeat that over and over and over and over. Um, and maybe if you really want to add to it, do a an easy set, you know, the monkey ball style where you have beginner, um, intermediate and advanced levels. They're still the same construct, constructed levels, but they get progressively harder and include the, the first few levels you do in beginner. So there's ways you can do it rather than just going down the roguelike element. Um, but yeah, it's a shame yeah. because I, I, I had high expectations for uh, for this one, and I'm not for the price it is as well. I'm not desperate. Um, yeah, maybe in a fanatical bundle down the line, possibly. Yeah, yeah, it's one to sit on, and, and if you're absolutely desperate for the next kind of hit from that kind of type of roguelike shooter, then get it when it's cheap, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd go with that as well. So, moving on. Um, I've been playing um, another homage-style, old-style game brought back in another one. Well, it's a Metroidvania, 
I've been playing, and it's called Soldiers. Uh, as in, I've got Soul, and I've been yep. playing Soldiers. Yep. Yeah, that'll work. That'll do. Um, and Jesus Christ, I didn't do a segue this week. Oh, man, you're letting the side down. It's like not having a soul. Did you know what it's like having a soul? Video games. There you go. Yay, there we are. And I've been playing soldiers. Nice. Something fell off. That's probably why you had a coughing attack. (laughs) Probably. That won't make sense to anyone now that I've got to cut it out. No. But there you go. Um, No, keep it in because it's fun. Like a (laughs) mystery world. Um, Anyway, soldiers. It's a... a in many ways, it's a bog standard Metroidvania and it wears its heart on its sleeve, its influences on its sleeve, sorry. Um, and for all intents and purposes, it's a fine game. Um, it's kind of all I can say about it is that it's a fine game. It picks up what you get from, you know, Metroid, your Castlevanias and other Metroidvania clones that have happened in, in the past like number of years as well. Um, you see you've got platforming, you get uh, weapons, you can upgrade those weapons, get different weapons, take different approaches, there's different types of enemies, there's boss enemies, there's a skill tree, you can go to places you previously couldn't, etc, 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 and it just works well. Um, but it doesn't do anything spectacular. I played it and I enjoyed it and there's some good good characters in there with a little bit of story which I ended up just ignoring because I don't care Um, and it gets difficult in places but it's all about sort of getting you better so you can take on different challenges and I it's just not memorable um it's such an odd one it's got a decent soundtrack and everything like um and everything about it just you know if i was to do a bullet point a market based on bullet points it'd get a really good score i'd be getting like if i was scoring i'd be like yep 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 this is up towards like the eights and nines possibly um but yeah i kind of forgot i had it um to play (laughs) And then when I went back and went, have I played this? I went, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just really weird. It's, I mean, it does, ev- it ticks every box. But I think the problem this has now, if this was released four years ago, it would be absolutely up there, everyone talking about it. Honestly, I believe that. The fact it's been released in 2022, yeah, I've, I've seen it. And I've done it, and it's it, it, it tries to do different things, but it just doesn't do enough for me. It doesn't bring enough to the table to make it really worth my time um, to sort of to, to play and go over or 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 anything like that. Um, again, I mean, I'll just tick off the points. I suppose the combat's really good. Um, I often struggle with like parrying and stuff like that in, in, in a lot of games. Quite intuitive here. If it works, there's good cues to it. Um, so I'm able to work out when I should parry, when I shouldn't parry. Um, and there's, you know, it's uh, the world 
it's not as it's like say like uh, built up as like a Dark Souls where you could be in one area and you could go, oh my god, I was there earlier, or oh, I know I'm going to end up over there later. Um, so, but it feels like it all fits together really well, like a well constructed puzzle in a way. Yeah, the visuals are really good. It's you know it's the sixteen bit aesthetic that you expect. The puzzles are just balanced, just right. Um, so they're not easy and you're like I'd rather they weren't here but they're not overly difficult um, you know you get as you increase your your, your skill sets you could get to higher areas or out of reach areas it's just all just that fits really really well um, and they're, the enemy types are different enough as well you know you don't feel like you're just fighting million after million throughout and then the odd boss there's really good variety but that being said, I forgot about it once I finished playing it. And I, I can't explain why. Uh, because yeah. I, people should play it. It's a good game, really good game. But I just don't think it stands out as it might have done a couple of years back. Well, it's in a really, really crowded market, isn't it? And it, it, it does yeah. have to do something new. And it it's probably... It's because of that gap in the Metroidvanias, mainly Metroid that made people rush to fill it, but it's not yeah. been AAA developers who've rushed to fill it. And that, and like with Med- Metroid Dread coming out and, and being so good, I don't know, I know that some people aren't as enamoured of it as I am, but by and large, I think people recognise that it's really great. It's even harder to carve out in that space. And I think being a, you know, being a, uh, an indie developer or a small studio, you're just not going to be able to produce what you need unless you've got a really good take on it and i think what wonder labyrinth does so well i think i'm nearly near the end of that now after about six hours so it's a nice short arcadey game yeah. but the key the key word there is arcade is that in that you're not constantly going into menus and swapping out your stuff and you're not constantly going to skill trees and having to decide what to level up and it's just a kind of like yeah you know classic arcade you get bolt-ons to what you've got and you get the occasional weapon that is you know clearly better than the weapon that you had before and it's just you know you run through it with almost practically no rpg layer at all and it's all about the exploration and the combat and you know that if you're gonna do it and you build a really sharp responsive combat system like that make the map reasonably sized not massive shadow complex is a good comparison as well about the same length do it like that don't go right we are making you know it's going to have skill trees it's going to have this gigantic map it's going to be 16 bit aesthetic it's going to fill in all the gaps that the metroid games left behind and our budget is five hundred thousand dollars do you know what i mean yeah oh yeah Yeah. you you talk about Shadow Complex, and I think that got timings right as well. I think it came out at the perfect time on the right system um, to do it. But, you know, I, I, I kind of, like, I'm looking on my Steam Deck, uh, games I've got to play when I go into my Metroidvania um, collection. Um, and the reason it's so forgettable is I look at, I've got Hollow Knight, which, okay, it's not my favourite Metroidvania, but it's still memorable. Um, Ori and the uh, Blind Forest, Ori and the Will of the, uh, Will of the Wisps, Dead Cells, 
Dust and Alicia Tell. That stood out to me at the time. Blasphemous. That stands out. Axiom Verge. That stands out. You know, they are excellent games. I've got Rogue Legacy on my wish list. Um, Yoku's Island Express done something really different and it stood out. Um, Tunic, even, as a Metroidvania. It's different and it stands out. This just isn't different. It ticks all the boxes, but it doesn't do anything to make me go, I must play this over the other Metroidvanias I've got. No, and they're all really good examples that you picked out, especially Dead yeah. Cells, which is like the Hades of side-scrolling, uh, yes. you know, side-scrolling Metroid, recent Metroidvanias. Uh, it's the high point by which you can judge pretty much anything, and, and most of them fall short. But I would say, yeah, no, Soldiers is on my list. Yeah. And I, the only reason I didn't buy it is because I just bought Wonder Labyrinth, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going you know, back-to-back on Metroidvanias, no chance. Uh, so I'm glad that you told me that it's just kind of solid and okay. Uh, I'll leave that for a while, I reckon. Yeah, it's see, I hate saying this. It's like a wait for a sale or get it in a bundle. And it, to be honest, as well, what it sounds, it looks like to me, it feels like to me, it feels like this is going to be on a humble bundle or something sooner rather than later. That's not a bad thing because I honestly think this is the sort of game that to get into people's hands needs to be as part of a bundle rather than selling it for what is it? I think it's like 15 quid. Uh, rather than selling it for full price out the gate because that's a that's a fair bit of money to spend on yet another Metroidvania. A good yes. one. I think it's hard to make a bad Metroidvania at the same time. You've got to really mess it up. And if you don't mess it up, you make a solid Metroidvania. This is better than solid. It's good. It's just not memorable or something I want to play over what I've already got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got loads of good ideas for for a Metroidvania, but even if I put them all in and they all worked out and the engine worked well, it would still only be another Metroidvania. Yeah. And you know uh, it does. It does need people to take a step away. I think and and think. Should we just be making something, something else? I think. You know, I I think one of the problems is that the rogue like and rogue light stuff possibly came out of that yeah. that Metroidvania thing of you know it's one of the things that's been underutilized. It, it, we can really exploit this area, and then that just became the default. And what should be the default by my reckoning, my humble reckoning, not humble bundle reckoning, is that it, everything should be an arcade game by default. And if you want to add more sophistication to it from there, go for it. But build a really good arcade experience at yep. first, and you know, just make it exciting and fun to play. And then if you need, if you feel that you can and need to add more to it after that, then do it. Exactly. I think you need to ask why do you need skill trees. What can you use instead of a skill tree? Yeah. That, that That's, you know, do you need the skill tree to mask game length or arbitrary difficulty? Can you not do it via pickups or naturally progress the character? You know, I you know, if people want to ask me, I tell you a really, really good Metroidvania that never gets mentioned as a great Metroidvania. That's the new Tomb Raider trilogy. Right. Right. The yeah. like the first one, the actual first Tomb Raider remake, I honestly think it's one of the best 3D Metroidvanias ever released. It works. And Lara picks up skills as she goes. She gets she picks up new tools which help her get to other places. 
That's what I think a Metroidvania on a 2D level could try and do. Skill yeah. trees, I don't actively hate them when they're done well, but they're not always done well. This does it. This does it well, but again, I'm not excited over a skill tree. That doesn't yeah. make it exciting. But I don't want to feel like I'm just putting the boot in. It's a good game. If you've not had your feel of Metroidvanias and you haven't got a ton of others that you're still working your way through, give it a go. You will get a fun time out of it. But for someone who's played a lot of them and plays a lot of those and roguelikes, yeah, it just just doesn't excite me enough. Yeah. Here's an idea for a really good one, Metroidvania. Uh, one set in the resident evil universe okay yeah i just think it'd be really good so you could have you know you've got all those iconic monsters like you have in well you now have in in castlevania and you could have some that are able to follow you from you know room to room and area to area to keep the tension going and like a nemesis yeah exactly and you could have the you know the puzzle system to get past some areas rather than just needing power-ups and uh yeah i think that would work pretty well oh i actually want to see that in a uh tunic style graphic style as well yeah that'd be nice Ooh, yeah okay right we, we, we're not making games we, we create critique games because if we make a game people could critique us we don't want that i definitely don't want that no i can't cope with that also, just to point out, last 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 week's episode was called like the Only Fans Meet Hammer, uh, but it was episode one to one. So on my tab at the moment, because I've got last week's podcast tab open, it just says one to one Only Fans, which sounds like some dodgy TV uh, TV chat line show thing. One to one Only Fans. You're just you're just trying to get your excuses in now for having Only Fans tabs open. <laughs> no, it, honestly, it says podcast one to one only fans. I wouldn't okay. hide my only fans tabs. That's on my phone. <laughs> um, anyway, whoa, um, yeah, but that's it. I mean, uh, by the way, it works really well on the uh, Steam Deck. It's not verified for Steam Deck, but it runs absolutely perfectly. Um, just ah, to get that in there as well. Good shout. Death Run TV runs really well. I think there's some. It's one of those games that doesn't give you graphical options. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. It's very strange. <laughs> and some of the text scaling is a bit odd for, for the resolution that you're running it at. But apart from that, it works absolutely perfectly on Steam Deck. Cool. Excellent. Right. Because it's a short one, I'll have one quick finish off. Um, let's, let's call it a happy ending. No, let's not call it that. No. Um, <laughs> um, just one game you've been playing for fun, Stu. Just a, what you've been playing. What are you playing? Uh, well, I've been continuing to play Wonder Labyrinth, as I mentioned, and also Days Gone. And I'm, I think I'm not too far off the end game now because I've put about 30 hours into it. So, yeah, not far off. Excellent. For me, two things. One, Prey. I've decided to boot that up on my one because I've got space to actually put more than one AAA-style like, big game on a card now. Um, so, Prey. Yep. My word, that's a good game. Difficult. It's not easy, um, but really good on the Steam Deck. It's the only reason I'm playing it. It's because I've got it on the Steam Deck. and It's teaching me to get used to the uh, touchpad mouse as well. Um, cool. That's going to be a game changer down the line for me, I think, once I get used to it. But I've also been playing the... I've broken open my Steam Deck and put in a new hard drive game, and it worked. Hey, nice. Against all logic, it worked. Um, so I've managed to get all my emulation stuff back on there. 
uh, which is really good. Uh, and I haven't got to like choose now, so I've got a whole bunch of Switch stuff, PS2 stuff, uh, Dreamcast, all like all some really good stuff on there. So I could then like relegate all my GBA and Game Boy Color, Game Boy games, Game Gear games, all of those to my Ambernick and just keep that for old 8-bit and 16-bit games. And then everything else will go on the Steam Deck. And yeah, and they tinkering with making sure I can find covers for them and stuff like that as well. Um, which I can't for all of them, so I've been making those. Because why would I play the games when I can tinker? Precisely. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I've done that. I um, tinkered and got um, my whole entire PC set up with pretty much every game I would ever want on, uh, on, on RetroArch and all various different emulators. Got it all there and went, right, what should I do next? Because I'm not playing them. That's just oh God. why. <laughs> why? Don't play games. You collect and hoard them for no reason whatsoever. That's the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's it. Um, I, I, I had been playing. I, I booted up. Um, I booted up. Uh, what did I boot up? I've got, I've got a lot of time. Dino Crisis on Dreamcast. Um, ah, right, yeah. Yeah, I forgot how good that game is. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so, remake Dream... Oh, just remaster Dino Crisis with a bit of quality of life control movements. That'll do. I even go with the old style graphics. It's fine. Uh, really good game. But yeah, that I'll be playing that again. Well, I can highly recommend that after you finish with that, you go on to Onimusha, the Onimusha series. Oh, I might. I've played... I want to say I've played one of those and I don't know which one. Well, but they're I've all pretty good. I've played one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, dare, I dare say they are. But it's one of those where, yeah, I've played one of them and I don't know why I've not played the others. Yeah. No reason whatsoever. But do you know what? I'll rectify that. Sounds good to me. Uh, I can't think of anything else to actually say because anything else I say now is going to go, like, deep and I know we've got to finish off very soon. So do you know what I'm going to do, Stu? I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> good. Ah, well, that was a very brief one, but yeah, various reasons why not. Do you know, whilst I was just before, I like I ran down to get a drink just before we started the podcast, and my copy of uh, Mario Strikers had arrived. So if it had arrived an hour, two hours, three hours earlier, I would have been able to give a little, little bit of a review, but no, you have to wait for a whole week. But there you go. But apart from that, hope everybody stays safe and stay sane and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.